Back at it again. We are just giving you interview after interview after interview. Oh, and Lord uh, have mercy. Man, I got to tell you, it is uh, it is nice to finally release these because it's releasing. When I went to Careful the, now. I Careful. know. I know. I'm watching what I'm saying. When I went to uh, day of the show, so nervous. It's just so putting this stuff together. I don't have to do the hard part. The hard part is setting it all up. And uh, big shout out to Span who set up these interviews today. This was recorded uh, yesterday, actually, for the Allison Chains and Corn uh, show as we talked to the guys from Under Oath. And yes. uh, you were feeling a little bit better yesterday, so you tagged along, which yes, was awesome. I, did. I asked a couple questions as well. Yeah, and uh, it was nice to 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 have you with me for an interview, and I didn't have to hold my own hand. You held my hand through it, and uh, very good talk with the guys <laughs> from Under Oath. I, I grew up like Under Oath. I remember having a size small Under Oath shirt that I got from Hot Topic, and I wore it to school, and I thought I was the coolest kid ever, and I listened to the Chasing Safety album so many times. So it was really, it was awesome to relive some of my middle school and high school years uh, talking with this band, who over the years has evolved into such a bigger sound. And if yes. you haven't checked out the Erase Me album... Ugh. It's awesome. Um, but this was recorded yesterday at DTE yep. as uh, Under Oath opened up for Alice in Chains and Corn. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Charlotte Shoe Repair. Quality Charlotte Shoe Repair! Charlotte Shoe Repair! Like a battle horn. It sounds like a battle horn. Seriously. <laughs> Quality professional craftsmanship. And you can order your shoes, your boots, at Charlotte Shoe Repair. You can get leather repairs there, shoe repair. You can shop online. Uh, if you got a question... They'll answer it for you right there on the website. And what I like is that not only do they do repairs, they do re-dyes, too. So if you want your boots yeah. re-dyed, they'll do that for you, too. Absolutely. And remember, if you're not sure what brand shoe might fit your foot, because, you know, every brand is a little bit different, they got you covered, man. They got this really sweet machine. They can, like, really measure your foot, all the dimensions, and let you know exactly what you need. So that when you get your shoe, you get the shoe that fits and works best. And there's all I remember there's a commercial they actually had where he talked about how if your if your if your foot is in the shoe properly, your hips will roll in a certain way Wait, that what? will help. Yes, it will help prevent your hips from taking damage over time, which is why it's always good to have good shoes because really? good shoes result in good hip alignment, which makes walking a much more pleasurable experience. Which is why <laughs> good shoes are so expensive. Yeah, and you don't want to just buy any pair of shoes just because mm -hmm. you think they might be best for you or they might cost the most like he can put you in a pair of shoes that is right for your foot what did you say it's such an enjoyable experience or it's such pleasure? an enjoyable experience did you say pleasurable experience i would say pleasurable i'm not afraid of that is that an adjective <laughs> or adverb i don't know it's just the way that you said it is a pleasurable experience it's a pleasurable to experience. go to charlotte shoe repair so check them out online charlotteshoerepair.com without any further ado uh uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode, Span. Thank you for not only tagging along with me and tag teaming this uh, interview, but also setting it up. The boys of Under Oath right here, Spencer and Aaron from Under Oath and the Art and Span Show podcast. And we are backstage live for the Alice in Chains Corn Show with the guys from Under Oath. How are you guys? Good. 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 You guys are... Battling the heat. You said it's not a problem, though, we're being from Florida. We're from Florida. We're good. Yeah, yeah. so you guys are used to this. Mm -hmm. uh, you guys just uh, coming off of Erase Me, the brand new album, after eight years. What's that been like touring that? After you, sir. Uh, yeah, we we did a couple headlining tours off of it. That uh, The last one we finished ended the right before Christmas, and it was the biggest headlining tour of our entire career. So 
our guess is good, <laughs> I guess. So it's going good. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're just, you know, it's great. It's, it did open a lot of new doors for us, you know, like um, like radio stations even talking to us was is a first for our really? so yeah it's um, so odd to me I, I don't I guess uh, being new in the in the rock format but um, think about like where music was before Spotify and stuff it was like so segregated as far as the styles of rock right if you didn't hit a certain formula or a certain format you were not like radio didn't even acknowledge your existence and yeah. those a lot of those doors are blown down and we've written more mature music if we've gotten older so it's just kind of a perfect storm when that record came out for us to put us in places like we are today like right on tour with corn and allison chains that's huge i mean that's like like legends. idols yeah it is yeah. as far as rock heavy rock goes for sure yeah now when i listen to this album front to back it's an album that i feel you cannot listen single track you have to listen to the whole thing front to back was that done on purpose i mean obviously when there's some bands that put albums together and it's oh we want this to be the single or this to be but when you listen to your album front to back it seems like it was sonic we really made. care about stuff like that yeah you know no one else does both consumers of music don't anymore mm-hmm. you know but we really do and i think that i don't know that we'll ever uh that we'll ever not you know what i mean i think we come from a place of you know we all we all love music fans right we're fans first and i think that i love listening to music as a story so much you know um so those are the types of of uh steps we take in our own music it doesn't matter anymore but it matters to us we've always been like that like all of our records except for chasing safety were kind of like that like we made it like a point like after we got our first record out out of our belts when we were like little kids and didn't have an identity yet we started to focus on the things that we care about like we'll hang out like like last thanksgiving we're on tour and me and him had thanksgiving at his house and cooked and what the kind of stuff that we do is as music fans like we'll put a vinyl on you know we're both vinyl collectors and you let it play yeah and you flip it over and you put the side b on you let it play it while you're you know doing other stuff and that's kind of the people we've always been and like our parents did that yeah you know and i think they pass that on to us and we find it really important i know it's not the norm anymore but yeah like mm-hmm. if we're going to make an album even though it has great singles on it we're going to make sure it flows like an album yeah to us so when you guys were coming up into your musicianship what was the first album for the each of you that really came to exemplify how you've become as an artist like what artist you were like that's how i want to make an album nirvana nirvana never mind so is that why you guys did hard shape box then because of yeah. the importance oh absolutely of- yeah. yeah yeah Nirvana was the first band i think both of us kind of grew up the same way like i grew up in a really he differently but the same my dad and mom were highly religious but every friday night my dad would get drunk like in secret mm-hmm. and only on friday and he had like hundreds of vinyl and he would play me the beatles and zeppelin and and uh um all these amazing classic rock artists and i felt like i remember from being five and six years old i felt like these are like gods mm-hmm. which they are well, it was, to me. It was. It, being born after it happened like it, it was larger it was yeah. so big yeah. And I, then I remember when I first saw Nirvana on television going, oh, this is kind of shitty and also as good as the Beatles. Yeah. To me at the time, I can do that. So I think that Nirvana gave millions and millions of young teenage people the the freedom and the permission to be like, oh, fuck yeah, I can do this too. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, like we had the beat. We were never not... Like, the Beatles and Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd, the Doors, Rolling Stones, all that was already happening when we were born. And our 
families like my dad and his dad showing us that that was like a our whole life like I can't yeah. remember life without Led Zeppelin I mean every day my dad playing Led Zeppelin 1 Led Zeppelin 2 Zeppelin 4 all of them you know like just in the car everywhere we went like it was like that was what normal was to me and I think I'm the youngest so I've got three older brothers than me and when Nirvana came out that was like ours right not our parents yeah you know and, and then you saw the pictures in the booklet and they're like playing little clubs like where kids are up front mm-hmm. and those are the shows that we were going to because all my older brothers were in bands so I got to like watch that it was like little clubs like what we would do and I was obviously too little but at that time but seeing that and like hearing how great the songs were and I, and I was always like I'm going to be a guitar player I'm going to be a guitar player listen to all these yeah. you know the 70s 60s stuff and then I saw a guy playing guitar and singing I was like oh I want to do that and that's what I started that's why I started singing more is when I was a little kid when I started listening to Nirvana because I was like oh, I can do both you know and just started writing songs you guys ever played a blind pig in Ann Arbor? No. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of venues, but I had to ask because Nirvana and like the grunge movement really built big in the Ann Arbor area, and the Blind Pig is one of those spots. It's kind of oh, like sick. I have no idea. Maybe Dude, our- <laughs> we also may have played the Machine Shop. I, I just don't know. <laughs> well, and I was okay. thinking too because I mean, when you guys look at it now, uh, you were talking about like 0304 is when things started kind of to press forward. But 04 is when yeah 03 we were still we were still like ba- like when you babies. But now that you've had the experience of the amphitheaters and you've gotten the attention that you guys, in my opinion, have deserved. It, it, is there a miss? Do you guys miss the smaller venues at all? No. <laughs> no? <Not laughs> That's the same about, thing, Jay, from I, Rival Sunset. I love asking that question because it's like when you I come like, from the struggles to where you're at now. I like playing indoors, though. Okay. Like tonight. A large indoor space. Okay. Tonight will be like, because you know, with these things, they're tiered. Unless you're the headlining band, it can be weird. Some of the shows have been fantastic. Like, yeah you know raging crowd just awesome and then sometimes it's like well the lawn fills up first because it's the cheapest seats and some yeah. of these guys are only here to see corn or right. house and chains and they're waiting and you're playing for people like 30 miles away really yeah. and you know only in some of the weirder cities has it been like that but um playing outdoors when the sun's still shining is 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 definitely not is is tough right um i prefer big indoor venues for sure yeah but this this is you know a dream come true for us so we'll take it no matter which way where the it you know slices or whatever it but. work though you know it's, well yeah yeah it's, it's interesting because like he was saying in the beginning of the interview this is not the world we come from mm-hmm. it's not we were in that like alt right punk rock warp tour world and that's gone now so all music now with guitars is in one genre yeah so and we've been very fortunate for them to welcome us. Yeah. So for us, it's like starting over in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's true. I mean, and we were just, you know, discussing that the first album in eight years. What really, what was the deciding moment when you guys were like, we want to bring it back together? When we learned how to talk to each other again. Communication. We, we, we didn't like each other too much for a while. But put a bunch of 17-year-old kids in a van. Yeah. You know, like you think about, I, I try to sum this up as fast as I can because it's a long story, but... You start a band because you're all in the same things. You're in school. You all dress the same. You all look the same. You start driving around in a van. There's one CD going in or your one iPod playing. Yeah. You know, like, and you're all listening to the same thing. You pull over at the same place. You're all eating the same thing. And as it grows and grows, and then you're in a bus and you're yeah. in your early 20s and you start to develop your own personality. You start dressing differently. Now everyone's got a little bit of money to not have to do the same things all the time. And now you want to eat here and that guy wants to eat there. 
and now you're separating and it just makes all this weirdness yeah you know and i think that with at, at that time too we were also a christian band at, at the beginning and that extra pressure of everything like we just self-imploded over time yeah. and honestly when we learned to we took 10 steps back not thinking we'd ever hang out again or make music and then i think we learned how much we did love each other and love this mm-hmm. and it, it started with a text in the under oath group chat text that's all it took really? you know like hey define the great line is going to be 10 and you know next year we yeah, should it's like five we years should, ago that text we should uh wow we should play a show yeah so and just that one text kind of lit the so, spark that... Yeah. Yeah, totally. Wow, that's awesome. We got all the shared history. I mean, why not give it a shot, you know? Exactly. Well, first practice, me and him looked at each other like, this is stupid. Why aren't we doing this all the time? But you guys have a different relationship, though, because you share vocals. I mean, yeah. it's like... We do have know, a... We have a stronger... A little... You know, it's, we get personal. Yeah. The under story is our struggle right. like yeah. we're the... We bear the weight and that's... And I think that's why we also get the most... Shit. Upset, and we get the most shit on, and we get the most offended when the band is when they didn't want to play anymore. You know, we're like screw that. Like it's all your work, and you're right. bearing your soul. So it is. It's a little bit more emotional of a ride. Yeah. What is the uh, plans for the rest of 2019? I mean, obviously, you still have quite a quite a we ways go home left for five days in about a month. And okay. We go to Australia. Uh, and then we go home for the holidays and we start working on another record. Another record. So that's the plan for 2020 yeah. then. Mm-hmm. We have some stuff at the end of the year we can't talk about. But other right. than that, we we have like a, a, a string of shows at the end of the year we can't announce. And then uh, we start writing. Well, we're excited. It's uh, it's nice to see a band that I personally am familiar with get some radio play finally. That's Thank you. Nice. And uh, and yeah, we're excited to see what happens. With and how about them them Thrice songs getting some play too? I know. I which actually, is so sick. I have an embarrassing story to share. So Thrice was here for Disrupt Fest about a month ago, and oh, that's uh, right. it was one of my first rock interviews. And I'm the biggest Thrice fan ever. And on that tap scan, you have to hit the button twice. Well, I hit it once in the <laughs> whole interview, so that was no awesome. No way. That's yeah. awesome. Dustin, I mean, we had a great chat. Everything was great. It took a picture and go back, and that's yeah, all lost. So that was awesome. Their last two records are fantastic. Oh, uh, yeah, they're great. Fantas- and the radio's playing them, too, and that, that yep. soaks me out, because they're our friends. Yeah. I love those guys. And hopefully one day we'll have another chance to talk to them. Yeah. And I'll make sure I run the test. Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe yeah. when we do an Under a Thrice tour, that definitely needs to happen. Yes, Don't, tease. Don't tease. <laughs> Don't tease. Don't yeah. tease. Make sure you bring him, because obviously you can't. I can't do interviews. shit. No. <laughs> I just wear, you know, uh, I just wear station logos and try and look pretty. So, yeah. You did a good job asking the question, so. Yeah, thank you. I try, so. He is very good at interviewing. I'll give him that credit. It's a mosquito right there. (laughs) How are you? Okay, anyway, wrapping things up here. DTE backstage for the Corn Allison Change Show with Under Oath. Thank you guys so much. Yeah. Yeah, thank you.